In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning to you. The homily today is about fulfilling the Old Testament law and the prophets. The verse that I would like to focus on is this verse. Think not that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. The main point that I would like to make is this. Christ came to fulfill the law and the prophets by internalizing their application. By internalizing the law. By internalizing the prophets. The Gospel lesson today is chosen to highlight the fact that the fathers of this fourth ecumenical council, they refused to remove one iota. Not one iota. They refused to remove one iota from the understanding of the true faith handed down to them by the early fathers of the church and refused to relax one single commandment of Christ, but they lived them, and they taught them, and they became great in the kingdom of heaven, and we remember them today. And so let us today consider the commandments of Christ, how we must also live them and teach them in our fallen and desperate times. A quote from St. Nikon of Optina. In order to fulfill the commandments of Christ, you must know them. <laughs> they are expounded in the Gospels, read uh, that you, if you read the Holy Gospels and penetrate its spirit, make it the rule of your life, act in accord with the teachings of the Gospels, this is the one light in our life, St. Nikon. And so let's take a few minutes and let's look at some of these commandments of Christ from the Sermon on the Mount. This Gospel lesson taken today is from the Sermon on the Mount. And so what leads up to this Gospel passage that we just read is the Beatitudes. And the Beatitudes could be looked in in a kind of stepwise progression, in one leading to, to another. You've heard of St. John of the Ladder and the 30 steps. Well, it's like the Beatitudes are like eight steps. That's better than 30 steps, isn't it? The first four are about me. The last four are about others and how I treat others and how I relate to others. Seeing the multitudes, he went up on the mountain and he was seated and his disciples came to him and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Step one, poverty of spirit, that is, a need for God. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Just as an aside, do you know that's where the 12-step program begins? <laughs> Second step, grief over poverty of spirit. 
Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. So if I, if I have poverty of, of spirit, and then to grieve over that poverty of spirit. Step three, to submit your, your will to the will of God. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Step four. Step four, our desires begin to change. If we take on this and acknowledge this poverty of spirit, we grieve over the poverty of spirit, we become meek before God, then our desires begin to change. Step four. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Some of you baby boomers may remember Mick Jagger's song, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. Okay? We can. We can get spiritual satisfaction from Christ our Lord in the kingdom of God through, the, through life in the church. The next four steps about how we deal with other people. We begin to benefit others. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Overcoming the circumstances of life. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And what are our circumstances? People. Isn't that most often the case? What are my circumstances that I have to overcome to have purity of heart? Other people. So I have to deal with it. How am I dealing with other people? How am I treating other people? This has to do with purity of heart. Becoming like Jesus, step seven. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. And, and step eight, then if you begin to look like Christ and act like Christ and become a follower of Christ, a Christian... You will suffer like Him too. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It doesn't hardly seem fair, does it? We go through all of this work, poverty of spirit, grief over poverty of spirit, becoming meek and humble, seeking righteousness, being merciful to other people, being pure of, of heart, being a peacemaker. And what's the reward? I get attacked. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And so if we become a follower of Christ and we become like Him and we act like Him, we will be persecuted like Him. If we do all of this, if we do all of the, the above, we become salt and light. Here's where the gospel we heard this morning picks up. You're the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your, God, your Father who is in heaven. The Beatitudes don't replace the law and the prophets. They are a defense of what Jesus is now about to say. 
Do not think I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For assuredly, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one jot or tittle will by no means pass from the law till all is fulfilled. Is it time for us now, as New Testament Christians, to ignore the Old Testament and forget about it and say it's irrelevant and it doesn't matter anymore? Jesus is telling us in the New Testament that it matters. And that He came not to destroy it, but to fulfill it. That is, to internalize it. So murder begins in the heart, Jesus says. You've heard it said that those shall not mur- uh, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother without cause shall be danger of the judgment. What did he do? He made it harder, not easier. He made it harder. You've heard it said, To those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Uh Uh-oh. He just made it harder, didn't he? Not easier. Harder. Furthermore, it's been said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you, that whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery. Now if this this pierces the heart too deeply, we should be reminded that although our Lord God and Savior speaks the truth, And He is the truth. That He is also the great God of mercy. And that He is merciful toward mankind. And that He provides for human weakness in the church with an order of second marriage. But we still need to listen and to feel the truth pierce. Again, you've heard it said of old, you shall not swear falsely, shall perform your oaths uh, to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, or for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is His footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great King. You've heard it said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist the evil person, But whoever slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other to him also. Do you see how he's not getting rid of anything? He's he's taking the external and he is internalizing it into our hearts, into our minds, into our soul. You've heard it said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who cursed you. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your heavenly Father. For He makes the sun to rise on the evil and the good, and He sends rain on the just and on the unjust. 
And so there is a new standard. Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Oh, no! That's the standard. St. Nikolai in his homily, John 17, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, says, when the Lord says, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is imperfect, Matthew 5, he does not mean that men can be equal to God, but means to show them the supreme example of perfection in every good thing. For many teachers of men have pointed to examples of perfection in something or some person, but not in God. Perfection over here, over here, but not in God. Often enough, they even have taught men evil and pointed to it as an example of perfection. This is where we live today, right? We call evil good. We call it perfect. That's why the Lord teaches men to take the Heavenly Father as an example of every perfection, to labor and strive for that true perfection and not some other. Isn't it true that when we confront moral issues that need to be confronted, that the response is almost always this. But that's not as bad as so-and-so. Nine times out of ten, 99 times out of a hundred, we confront a moral issue. Well, that's not as bad as them. And it's usually our relatives, our friends, people we don't like. And that becomes our defense. Be ye perfect as your Father is perfect. Stop comparing. We can't compare ourselves to the Father, can we? It's just the ultimate high standard. I need to do this more than you need to do it. St. Nikolai comforts us with these words. Brethren, God's mercy is great. When a righteous man feels it, he weeps. When a sinner feel it, feels it, he's ashamed. By the mercy of God, we are cleansed, illumined, saved, adopted, and united with God Himself. Let us therefore today resolve to make every effort to work our way through these steps of the Beatitudes, fulfilling the commandments of Christ, not just outwardly, but also in our hearts. O Lord Jesus Christ, our God, 
Help us to fulfill the law and the sayings of the prophets by internalizing them and keeping them in our hearts. Help us to labor and to strive after your all-holy perfection and not the perfection of mere men. Not outward perfection, but inward perfection. Help us to become salt and light in the world, that thy name may be glorified, together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen.